nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Let's rock it out. Come on. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, the computer's good to go. Sorry about Sunday. I had to abruptly end the show. But uh, see, here's the thing. If, if you don't, if you just listen to podcasts, you you don't understand. But if you work with computers of any kind, whether you're doing a podcast or you're doing a reports or whatever the case may be, uh, when your your computer starts getting glitchy, you freak the fuck out. Okay, and that's what happened because I have a laptop. It's nothing special. I mean, it's I bought it when we started doing the show because the one I had before was was horrible. But I only use this thing for the show. That's it. I don't do any other files. I don't do taxes. I have another computer for that. Everything, only thing that is done with this computer is the show. And I have all the shows on here. I have, <laughs> I record on here. So I have like a mixing board and I have a microphone so it doesn't sound like I'm out in the hallway or something like that. But everything's recorded on this laptop. So... And it's hard to duplicate. Like, I was on fire. I was rocking and rolling, and I was going into stuff. And uh, it's hard to duplicate that. If I had to re- if I had to re-record that, I wouldn't have had the same energy. So that's why I just stopped the show. And that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to continue on with what I was... What, see what I was trying to say on Sunday. So just to, just to give you a quick insight before we get into the business... Basically, I'm going to review what I was talking about with Santos, finish finish my thoughts on that, then 
get into some other business of the day and some stuff that happened, obviously, over the weekend. So, um, real quick, before we get into all that, guys, please make sure that whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you're sharing this with your friends or people that you think just need to hear what I'm trying to say. And uh, also, on that podcast app, you'll see a little link there for the DTOM store. Go ahead and check that out. Christmas is a few weeks away. You still got time. You still got time. Stuff usually ships out within a week. So... You're really just helping the show out. I'm not really seeing any of this money. It's going to go towards helping me with productions if I need to buy a new computer. I think really what I need to do, I'm not a computer computer genius by any stretch of the imagination, but I think I need to get an external uh, hard drive and take all the stuff that I don't use off of this computer and put it on that. But nonetheless, that still costs money. And like I've said Time and time again, I'm just just a regular guy, I'm just a dude, just a guy with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, and, you know, much like you guys, times are tough, I get it, so, uh, you know, any little bit would help, of course, um, and you can also follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker on the Ticker Talker Strictly Drink Recipes. I do have one that I'm going to put up this week sometime, I got to record it. Um, but you know, it's, you know, you guys know, you guys work, you know, I work 40, 50 hours a week, try and do a show, try to go to the gym, get household duties done. It's hard to fit everything in. So, but I'm going to try and get that done because the drink I made is pretty damn good. And I want to share that with you guys. And then also we are on, we have our own website and we're on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And the website is com. All right, so back to what I was saying about Santos, (laughs) and to be honest with you, I don't exactly remember where I left it off because I was so frantic, and I was afraid my computer was going to crash, so I'm going to start from the beginning. Back in 1962, no. So George Santos, uh, Republican congressman out of the state of New York, okay, elected, obviously, told a bevy of lies to get elected and i believe i as i stated on the show sunday news of the obvious shock to all people politicians lie now uh i know i got into it a little bit um he's been expelled that happened on friday and you have some people in the media some people in republican circles some people in the house complaining about this and and i get where their anger comes from because you have a slim majority, and here we're getting rid of person, and, and they got people, and da-da-da. And I, and I understand that. But, <laughs> in my opinion, there's a, there's a lot of people in that house on both sides, whether it's Congress, Senate, Republican, Democrat, whatever, that need to go. Um, I, I think what's interesting is knowing the things that we know about Santos and, and the lies that he told. I think Matt Gates put it best. He was never he hasn't actually even been indicted or convicted for that matter of anything, but yet here we are. Now there's gonna be a special election in the state of New York to replace him. Um you know, what's the chances that you get a Republican to replace him? I don't know. Um I think the thing is here is you're splitting hairs over the R and the D. 
The fact of the matter is, regardless of what affiliation he is, the, the guy is obviously a piece of shit. So we really shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if he's a Republican or a Democrat. It really shouldn't. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. I think my biggest issue with all of this is the fact that, um, you know, I told you all his accusations and indictments and whatnot. I know I read this list, so I'm not going to read that again. Um, but then you have people in the Senate or in Congress who have been are in the same boat. Okay. So like Bob Menendez, for example. Now, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a guy that does stuff, right? It's crazy. No, but seriously, he's a, he's a Senator. I'm not sure what state off the top of my head, Indiana, I want to say, but I could be wrong and it might not be that, but there's one of those 50 States. I know he's from one of those 50 States, (laughs) but you know, they raided his home, found gold bars in his clothes. You probably heard the story. Uh, his wife, you know, they're taking bribes from Egyptian, uh, you know, politicians or kings or whatever the hell is over there. Um, he's still there. <laughs> Adam Schiff lied to Congress and to the American public. You know, you remember the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing? Uh, Rashida Tlaib, you know, along with the, the rest of the squad, calling for jihad and uh and it's one thing if you want to side with the with the palestinian people but it's another thing when you want to support hamas you know and i've been accused of of the those things here and i've and i've stated this and i'll say it time and time again i'm not going to make this an israel show but israel right now um <laughs> i don't give two fucks about the idf in israel or hamas in palestine or gaza or whatever it's about the people and the things that are going on. And I've stated that a hundred times. But when these people, Rashida Tlaib and Ilian Omar and all those, those that, that gaggle of people were supporting Hamas, Hezbollah, we have a different story. So, yes, you need to be gone. Jamal Williams commits a federal crime. Not expelled. Nancy Pelosi, insider trading. Not expelled. Eric Swalwell, farts on camera, not expelled. Also, he fucked a Chinese spy. And um, there was another one, though, Bowman, uh, Jamal Bowman, just the other day. You had, uh, he pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty, pled guilty to a misdemeanor of um, the the, uh, fire alarm, right? Still crime. Is it is it is it any worse? Is it any better? I'm not saying it is, but the point of the matter is he did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it is what it is. A crime is a crime, no matter how big or small. But these people that was, that was good, Don. These people don't have to go anywhere. You know, isn't that convenient? And then I want to get into the judicial committee real quick. Um, speaking of crooked, there's a table there, Don. Crooked sons of bitches. Um, I don't know what the fuck I just did here, but once again, I'm just going to exit out of that just so all of a sudden it does start playing fucking shit in my ear. But, um, so there's a lot of things going on with Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois. Now, this was the other day. He hijacks, now he's the, the, uh, Democratic whip in the Senate. 
Um, and I believe he's the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And um, they were taking votes on uh, judge appointments. And you had a number of Republican senators that hadn't had the opportunity to say their two cents about the nominees. Not, I mean, no offense to these Republican senators, but in all honesty, does it really matter? Because you don't have the votes, but nonetheless, you still should be able to have your say. But this is how that whole situation transpired. I'm going to play this and kind of talk over it also. But We already had done that uh, at great length. Well, I think um, this deserves some commentary, um, given the nature of the nominee. And uh, I'd like to ask to speak on the nomination. Senator, we've debated these two nominees twice. Mr. Chairman, I would also like to speak on the nomination. I, I understand what you'd like to do, but I'm saying that in fairness, we have debated these nominees twice, and I ask the clerk to call the roll. On Mr. Chairman, Mr. you're Chairman. denying us an All opportunity right. to Mr. speak Come on, on a nominee. I mean, third time no. Okay, do this. So Just we don't do have it. a right to speak under the rules? Under the third, uh, the third time, I'd say no. So you're just going to make it up? So you, yeah. I'd like to There's speak going to be a lot to, of consequences like coming here. Too, Mr. You're Chairman. going to have a lot of consequences coming if you go down this road. You better I've believe cautioned it. You, I've cautioned a lot of you. The clerk will call the rule. Listen to me. I've cautioned a lot of you. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, don't we get the opportunity to speak? We're in a roll call. So you're even, telling even us to shut up? Member, even though multiple you members have asked to speak? You want us to shut up? Is that what you're saying? A lot of people didn't speak on the two nominees before. We've done. I would you raise your hand if you did not speak? I did uh, not have a chance. Senator Corn didn't have a chance to speak. Senator Blackburn had a chance to speak. We've got several folks, Mr. Chairman, who didn't have a chance to speak. We so basically what they're arguing over is he's trying to say we debated this already twice, but there's a number of Republican senators. Judicial committee is one of the higher committees in Senate and in Congress. And you're denying these folks the opportunity to speak they haven't spoke you might have already debated it twice but these individuals were not allowed senator corden as well senator corden hasn't had a chance to speak that's correct in the meantime you have a point of order mr 30 year old you, you can't limit debate without invoking rule four you haven't done that we have debated we we've de we've debated on prior occasions when we didn't have a quorum that vote didn't count we got people who are here now who you have a, a aide like who's whispering in his ear nominees? saying stuff. Or is your or is your plan just to end all debate today? Is your plan to end all debate? Do you have an answer? You're going to rely on someone whispering in your ear. Yeah. What's your plan? No, 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 we're not. We're you can. Yeah, OK, listen, here's the deal. We worked seven weeks to trying to solution the asylum problems. You boycotted the committee. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I, I don't know if you've left us any alternative but to deny the committee a quorum. Mr. Cotton. I think that's something we ought to seriously I'll consider. Tell you what, Mr. You Cotton says the chairman needs to rethink his decision yeah, and let I, Senator Corn and Senator Blackburn speak. That's what Mr. Cotton says. You can mark that down as my vote. Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, everybody over there who's not willing to look at me or look at Dick Durbin needs to think about it as well. Kennedy. I want to speak. Mr. Mr. Kennedy wants to speak as well. Mark Mr. Cotton now is saying Mr. Kennedy needs to speak too. Mr. Tillis. 
I'm waiting to be heard on the nominee. I've requested several times to be heard on the nominee. So now I guess Senator Durbin is not going to allow women to speak either. I thought that was sacrosanct in your party. Aye. The nomination will be favorably reported to the floor. Up next is Judge Yumi Lee, nominated to the U.S. District Court for the... No- Mr. Who, Chairman, who, you who just... has not been allowed to speak on that nomination? Mr. Chairman, you just destroyed yeah. one of the most important committees in the United States Senate. So, in other words, this is... doesn't matter. doesn't matter what you say. This is what we're doing. Chair would and you've set a precedent... Come on, computer. God damn it. Repeated. Every time one party or the other takes advantage and takes the low road, it sets a precedent that will then be become the norm. Congratulations on destroying the United States Senate Judiciary Committee. Up next is Judge Yumi Lee. I mean, he's not even paying a fucking attention. These guys could be telling him that his mother gives good blowjobs, and he doesn't even hear what they're saying. And it's ridiculous that this is the people that we <laughs> voted in as senators and Congress people and so on and so forth. And the fact that my motherfucking computer is acting up again is driving me up a goddamn motherfucking wall. Come on, goddamn it. I swear to motherfucking God. <sighs> Uh, it's like I have shit here that I need to fucking read, and then here we go. Here's the goddamn motherfucking computer giving me fucking issues again today. God motherfucking damn it. I swear to fucking God. Can I get the motherfucking article? You guys really don't understand the bullshit that this puts me through when I'm trying to read a motherfucking article, and then here the fuck we go with this fucking shit. I'm sorry about the language, but you don't even under goddamn stand how fucking frustrating this is. I've been up since goddamn motherfucking 11 goddamn o'clock at night, and here it is, 4 fucking o'clock in the fucking afternoon, and I just want to read the goddamn article. Jesus fucking Christ. This is my world, folks. This is where I live. Anyway, goddamn fucking Senate goddamn Democrats destroy their committee in the service of a cause many of them don't believe in. That's the title of the article here. This was the other day. This was according, this is based on yesterday on the the video I just played, y'all. Yesterday's uh, Senate Judiciary Committee business meetings, Democrats resumed their modern-day exercise in McCarthyism, wielding the committee's power to authorize subpoenas of private individuals without any valid legislative purpose. Their agenda, of course, is to use this to position their position to harass and silence their political opponents. Recall that last time they tried to do this, Chairman uh, Dick Durbin abruptly adjourned the markup. Republicans had to become had to come armed with 88 amendments that would have exposed the Democrats' far-reaching hypocrisy and delved into their sword campaign to destroy the Supreme Court. This is your Democratic Party. This is what these people are for. If you can't honestly sit here and see what the fuck is going on, and for for the people that might be listening to this that are a Democrat, if and I'm not saying that Republicans are 100% better, 
But I mean, Jesus Christ, if you can't see what these people are doing, the fix is in. Everybody wants to bitch and everything about the the playoff committee shit that happened this weekend with the with the college playoffs, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But that's sports. That's a game. I know it affects people's lives, especially the kids in college. But and it might make you upset if you're a fan of a certain team, and I get that. I trust me. I'm sitting in my in the D Tom Studios right now, and I am a diehard Florida Gator fan. Now, if you could see what I see when I'm sitting in this room, you would understand that if if the Gators were in this same situation, I would be livid. I get it. But not to get totally off the subject, I will get to that in a little bit. That is a game. This affects us. These ramrodding of things. And this Dick Durbin is just steamrolling shit right the fuck through. As a matter of fact, during this whole situation... On Friday, you had um, Marsha Blackburn, another one of the senators there, the female from Tennessee, who was saying, I want to speak on this. I haven't been able to speak on this. And they were like, oh, you're not going to let the woman speak on it? Blah, blah, blah. Right. That was her. Um, <laughs> he she also, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, requested the uh, Epstein flight log list and he blocked that dick durbin and you can't help but ask the question why if you're a lawmaker i don't give a fuck what party you're in it doesn't matter we know or we believe we know who and what epstein is and was and whatever right and we want to believe that the people that was involved with epstein we might have some questions asked these people, right? But he blocks the flight logs from becoming public. Why? Why? Is your name on that? Is someone you know on that? Is Biden's name on that? I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just throwing names out. Because if you're a lawmaker, like I said, Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you should have nothing to hide unless your name is in on this list or someone that you know or are closely associated with is on this list. You should have nothing to hide, but here you are blocking the flight logs. Why? Why? Why isn't anybody asking this question? Why am I not watching Fox News and that be topic of the subject? Why isn't someone getting in his face and asking him these questions? Then, then, <laughs> this week... He wants to pass a new piece of legislation. Let me read. Let me uh, let him what speak on it here. About the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our, our shores and our border. But there is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. 
Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. So, Dick Head Durbin, do you know why? <laughs> you're, not, you're not even asking the real question. Why are the numbers down? Why? Why don't people, men and women, why do, that, why do they not want to join our armed forces? Could it be because we want to force them to take the jab? Could it be that we want to be woke and want to be fucking politically correct on all the bullshit? Instead of teaching these men and women how to fucking kick ass? We want to patty cake it through? Do you think that has anything to do with the numbers being down? I mean... I'm sure that's part of it. It also probably doesn't help that we're raising a bunch of pussies. I mean, pardon my French, this this show is obviously going to be laced with a lot of fucking cuss words. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry about your luck, but that's who I am. Okay? But I'm 50 years old. Okay? <laughs> and you cannot tell me that you don't see a lot of 17 to 20, early 20-something-year-old kids, boys, girls, whatever, that are pussies. Period. I'm sorry. And they couldn't handle it because because they don't have discipline at home. There's no way in hell if they don't listen to their dad or their mom and they have no discipline at the house that they're going to listen to their drill 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 stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Right? You know what I'm saying? They're fucking drill instructor. Because once that person starts yelling at them and getting down their fucking throat... How are they going to react? Because once you're in, <laughs> you can, I'm going home. It doesn't work like that. And God forbid you don't want a dishonorable discharge on your record. Trust me. But, um, <laughs> you, you honestly can't sit here and say the numbers are down. So this is what we need to do. We need to have illegal aliens from whatever country join our military. Now, the reason this interests me is this. <laughs> Chris and I, for those, if you're new to the show, Chris is a gentleman who's occasionally on the show. He was he was on the show. He was one of the co-creators of the show, was on it with the beginning with me until like August or so of that first year and got burnt out, so on and so forth. And he's occasionally on. So anyway, we constantly have this conversation. And one of the things we talk about is world domination and how we should know um, how we, we sit there and talk about martial law and they're coming to get your guns and they're going to force the COVID shots on you. You know, these are just different conversations we've had over the last couple of years. And my answer or my response is how in the hell will they do that? Because, you know, our military, our, our police forces, local and state sheriff, whatever, there are, there are people like us, right? There's no way in hell that, you know, these people that are regular Americans would would force other regular Americans into these things. If they when you when you join one of these entities, whether you're in the military or a police officer or you happen to be both at some time or another, 
you swear to the Constitution, you swear to God that you will uphold the Constitution. Well, if the Constitution includes the ten, you know, the Bill of Rights and so on and so forth, then by law, <laughs> you should not be able to do the things that they would want you to do for martial law and all those things. But would foreign assets that are made military members, would they give a shit? They're not Americanized. They weren't raised here. They weren't... It's different, in, in my opinion. They might... And, and I'm not saying that all people that come from other countries to this country hate this country. I think there's a chunk of them that really want to be here because they love America. America's great. USA, number one type thing. But I think there's a slew of these people because if you are like that and you feel that USA is the best place for you to be and it's the best place on earth and blah, 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 you would do it the right way. You'd come through the front door and I want to be a citizen, blah, blah, blah. But he's talking about taking some of the people that are sneaking in that are from China and you know Russia and Middle East and from wherever. And let's make them, let's put them in the military. That'd be fine. Hey, fine. Not saying that these <laughs> individuals are going to overrun the government. And I'm not saying that. But how how much allegiance are they going to have to the United States or to the citizens, to you and me, of this country? You see what I'm saying? And that's where we should be concerned with all of this. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their skin color or their nationality. It's their allegiance to the flag, so to speak. All right. So, a couple other things here, and then I'm going to get into to some juicy talk here. <laughs> All right. So, this popped up today, and I think this is interesting. So, I get to see a commercial instead of getting to read the ad. So, <laughs> that's always fun. So, uh, 23andMe, you guys probably heard of it. It's like the ancestry, but 23andMe, you, you pee on a stick and you send it in and they tell you whatever, right? Uh, yeah, so they were hacked the other day and 6.9 million people uh, had their uh, information affected. Yeah, so there you go. 23, 23andMe, the world's largest leading consumer DNA harvesting enterprise. <laughs> announced Friday that hackers stole about 14,000 people's ancestry information as well as a significant number of files about uh, other users. Uh, it turns out the word significant is doing a lot of work in that sense. According to TechCrunch, 23andMe lost data about 6.9 million users, including people's genetic information. Now, why is that important? Okay, I am a staunch... Proponent? Is that the word I want to use? I'm not an advocate. I think that anybody who does these things, 23andMe, Ancestry, whatever, I did a show a while back talking about who owns these. 23andMe is owned by uh, Virgin Atlantic, Richard Branson, but it's a it's highly invested in by Chinese entities. Also, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Uh, Ancestry.com is owned by Black Street. <laughs> or, yeah, um, not Black Street, Black Rock. <laughs> Black Street was banned, I think. Um, but my point being is, <laughs> they sell this 
to the majority of American people under the guides of, oh, you can find out where you're from. Oh, you can find out what your ancestry is. Oh, where your, your great good grandparents came from. Or like 23andMe, they have a bunch of different tests. Oh, you can find out what kind of, if you have a funky gene in your in your bionome and you, you might have some kind of disease you don't know about. Or, oh, you can find out this and you can find out that. And I've always attested that this is a way for them to gather DNA, which I guess I was right because... It's a leading consumer of DNA harvesting, <laughs> and uh, and not to mention one of the major uh, uh, investors in Twenty Three and Me was is uh, fuck I can't remember who it was I saw it earlier, uh, shit, I, uh, 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 fuck I it's right on the tip of my tongue, uh, Klein Smith and Klein Geico blah, 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 you know what I'm talking about one of the fucking drug companies, um. And Gatsko Smith and Klein is that is that right? That sounds right. You know what I'm talking about. You know. What I'm talking about. And and I said this: if you have drug companies involved in DNA harvesting, <laughs> nothing to see here, right? Um. And then conveniently enough, now uh, they've been hacked. Six point nine million. It's not even so much that if you. Bob Johnson turned in your DNA to 23andMe because you wanted to know where your grand, your great great grandparents came from. It's not even about you, Bob Johnson. It's not going to come knocking at your door. We found you, Bob Johnson. We're going to get you. It's not about that. It's about 6.9 million people's DNA that you could start tracking illnesses or subs, you know subset sub substet. God damn it, I cannot fucking talk today. If you're susceptible, susceptible, I, you know the word I'm talking about, guys. I swear to God, I'm not drunk. Not yet. But if you're, uh, if you can, if you can get sick on certain things, it's just, a, it, it's, I don't trust it. I'm sorry. Now, I, I know I might sound like a big giant conspiracy theorist, and hello, welcome to the show if you're new. But I don't, I'm not going to voluntarily give you my DNA. That's, that's all there is to it. And if you do that, that's on you. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my wife, <laughs> I think, I think her friend got it. It was either last Christmas or her, for her birthday, whatever, got her one of these kits for a gift. Ugh, sorry. And I said, there's no way in fucking hell you're doing that. <laughs> I turned around and sold it on eBay for 45 bucks, sugar water. Anyway, I guess, uh, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a, this isn't a warning for you to say, oh, we've got to be careful because data breaches, blah, blah, blah. Hell, that happens every day. It, you're, I mean, it is what it is. The only way you can ever avoid that is don't have any credit cards, don't use online, and um, pay in cash. I mean, really, that's the only way you're ever going to avoid it because shit happens. My reason of talking about this was because of the 23andMe, and you guys, if you use it, you're fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, you might be thinking, I used it, and it didn't affect me. I'm sure it didn't. As far as you know, it didn't affect you at all. As far as you know, they could have just been spinning a wheel and telling you whatever, because how do you know? But now they got your DNA. That's all I know. All right. So, I have a problem. It is technology. Let me let me go to what I wrote down earlier. Okay, so this past weekend, today is Tuesday, so Sunday, the the NCAA playoff committee decided who was going to play in the playoffs. 
right? And there's a lot of people pissed off. And there's a lot of people that are happy. And I could give two shits because I don't care about any of those teams. <laughs> so that's all I got to say. No, I'm joking. So there's been a lot of talk about FSU being snubbed by the playoff committee. And uh, some people out there are actually wanting my opinion on the situation. And I'm I'm glad. I've, I've received a few messages um, about this, and they wanted my take. Now, I will say this about that. Before I give um, my opinion, because <laughs> essentially <laughs> nobody has anything more you know, then an opinion. There's, there's no, there's no uh, track record. There's no structure. There's no nothing here. You can say what you want to say. It's your opinion. You could sit here and say that's bullshit. FSU was thirteen and zero. They should be in. And then you can make the opinion of that's bullshit. Bulldogs were number one all year. They should be in. Just because they lost. Blah blah blah. Now I'll say this about that. The reason Georgia and Alabama aren't in like they were last year is because of Texas, not Florida State. Um, and I've got something interesting to tell you about Florida State as to why I think they got the snub. But before I talk about that, let's say this. Um... One of the reasons, and I saw um, Deion Sanders, I think he said this best. He said, listen to Don't Turn on America because that motherfucker knows what he's talking about. That's what he said. I swear to God. No. He said that it's a shame that kids have to go through this. Not Who cares about the fans? I mean, in all honesty, it doesn't really matter. If you're an FSU fan or a Georgia fan or whoever, tough shit. You know what I'm saying? You have no stake in the game. Um, and it's similar to what happened to UCF a few years back. I guess it was like six, five, six years ago, whatever. And the argument was made with them is you're not a Power 5 conference, blah, 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 right? And that went away. And now the argument's back with FSU because we are in a Power 5 conference. But are you? <laughs> are you? I mean, this year, if nothing has told you anything more about this year in college football, is this. <laughs> the Pac-12 after this year is no more. Okay? There's no more Pac-12. The teams, the majority of those teams are going to either the Big Ten or the Big 12. And then the Big 12 is losing their two top teams. To who? The SEC. So you have... The Big 12, and I'm not going to sit here and list the teams that are in there, but it, when I say Big 12 football, depending on where you live, if you're not a fan of any of those teams, you you can name me two teams right off the top of your head, and you're going to say Oklahoma and Texas, period. And there's <laughs> 10 other teams. Those two teams are going to the SEC. Now, if the SEC wasn't tough enough, now we've got <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma to add to the mix. Um, essentially, what's going to happen is you're going to have the NCAA is going to be broken up into two conferences. 
You're going to have the Big Ten, which isn't 10. It's just the big now. It's the big fucking 20 or however many's in there. And you're going to have the SEC. There are no more five Power 5 conferences because the Pac-12 is gone. The Pac-12 is no longer. Okay? After, you know, after this year is over. Now, before I get into the reasons why I think FSU got snubbed, I'm going to add this little bit to you. So, this past weekend, you had your five conference champions. You had the SEC championship game. You had the Big 12. You had the Pac-12. You had the uh, Big 10 and the ACC championship games, right? Now, um, I didn't watch any of them because my team's not there, so fuck them. But, I want to say... I think Michigan, the Pac, the Big Ten was early in the day. The Pac-12 was midday. SEC was midday. And and the ACC was primetime. Right? Well, let me give you some numbers here. The SEC championship game dominated college football weekend as more than 17 million people tuned in against Alabama's upset of number one Georgia. The largest audience for the FCC title game since 2018 and the third third largest since uh, CBS began airing it in 2001. Keep in mind, out-of-home viewing was not included. Um, The Big Ten ranked a distant second with just 10 million. The Pac-12 was third with 9.25 million. And the ACC only had seven. So you had 10 million less people watch the ACC championship game. You had, now why does that matter? Is there more Alabama and Georgia fans? Maybe. Is there more, is it, is it a question of that? Those games were not on top of each other. They all staggered. There's no reason why you couldn't have watched all of them if you so chose. The fact of the matter is this. There's, when it comes down to this, like Deion Sanders said, this is a business. You feel bad for the kids, but this is a business. Okay? And before even the college, you know, this, this playoff system started with the four teams, think how bad it was back then when there was no selection committee. You know, how many times have you been a fan of a team and your team wasn't chosen to go to the Sugar Bowl or the, the uh, you know, the, the Orange Bowl or the whatever? And, like, uh, take this year, for example. Let's assume there's no playoff committee. Okay? And let's say, just based on bowl selections and records, this is how it would have broke down. You would have had Michigan playing Washington in the Rose Bowl, okay? Because you would have had the Big Ten champion versus the big uh, Pac-12 champion. That's usually where they play. In the Sugar Bowl, you would have had Alabama versus an at-large, okay? That's how it is. So, or that's how it was, I should say. Alabama would have probably played whoever the top-ranked at-large team is. So, not a conference champion winner, but very well could have been Georgia, in all honesty. Um, 
the FSU, I want to say they would have gone to the Orange Bowl, I think is where the ACC champion usually went. And, you know, and they would have played, in all honesty, they would have played nobody. So if Michigan and Washington played each other, both undefeated in the Rose Bowl, and let's say Alabama and Georgia played each other, both one loss, and F and FSU plays, uh, I, I don't even know. Let's say they play uh, Texas. I don't know. Um, if FSU were to beat Texas, but Michigan, say, beat Washington, who's national champion? It's a pick. It's a vote. It, they all vote. It, that's, I've, that's the biggest problem I've ever had with college football since I can never remember watching it. It's all about votes. Okay? People want to rag on this committee, and that's fine. Now, next year, it expands to 12 teams. And surely, Team 13 is going to be pissed off because they weren't one of the 12. Okay? Now, based on the facts of the matter, you can't. You sit there and say, Washington, Michigan are in because they're undefeated. Okay, then why is not FSU? Then you look at strength of schedule. FSU's record, their opponents, I should say, record, was a losing record. I, I don't recall the number off the top of my head, but it was 63 and 75 or some shit like that. Everyone else above them, Alabama, Texas, Michigan, Washington, all had their opponents all had a winning record. Mind you, Alabama has a loss, but they lost to Texas. But Texas had a loss, okay? So then you could sit there. You know, if you want to sit there and cry about anything, I guess you might could say Texas shouldn't be there because they lost to Oklahoma State. They lost to South Alabama, blah, blah, blah. Um, But in that same instance, you could say, well, Alabama lost to Texas. They lost to Oklahoma State. They lost to da, 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 da. I think what it boils down to is this, is ratings. They want to make sure that whoever's playing in these games is going to draw the TV audience. That's going to draw the travel audience. Period. It has nothing to do with... I could. It's not that they want Alabama to be in there, Nick Saban. It's not even about that. It's about... And they and, and in all honesty, because like one of the arguments also, like uh, Stephen A. Smith had said, they don't want another TCU. So last year, TCU was in the mix and then they got fucking mud stomped by Georgia in the final like 62 to 7 or some shit like that and it's like well you know FSU is a good football team don't get me wrong but without their quarterback and people are saying well if he's not a Heisman winner he should be Heisman winner if he's so good that they kept him out of a championship game he should be the Heisman winner okay whatever <laughs> look at their so what they're 13 and 0 so look at their 11 games before he got hurt. And then look at them play Florida and Louisiana, uh, Louisiana and uh, Louisville. They should have, and I'm a Gator fan, and I'm sitting here telling you right now, they should have beaten the shit out of Florida. But they didn't. They won, yes, but they didn't whoop them. I don't even know if they covered the spread. If they did, they barely did. And... Uh, Louisville, they beat them by what, 10, 6 points, 10 points, whatever it was, ten to uh, 16 to 6 or some shit like that. I mean, really? 
you're talking you you barely scored any points against two teams with with subpar defenses. You really think you stand a chance against Alabama, a Texas, a Washington, or a Michigan? And then I make the argument to some people that are FSU fans: you beat Georgia. If you guys beat, if you go in there and beat the shit out of Georgia, in whatever bowl they're going to, <laughs> cool. I'll believe. I'll. We can have that discussion all over again. Oh, that's not fair because all the seniors are going to sit out because. You know, they're going to get ready for the NFL careers. So do you mean to tell me that because they don't get to play for a national championship that they're saying, fuck it? Now, I get it. If they're playing in like the the Gasparilla Bowl <laughs> or the the uh, the Chick-fil-A Bowl or some shit like that, and you don't want to play because you don't want to injure yourself, I get it. Um, you don't want to play to beat the shit out of Georgia to prove your point. Not that it's going to make a fucking hill of beans then you don't deserve to play anyway. And same goes with Georgia, because Georgia feels disrespected that they weren't one of the top four teams. And we're not talking about Georgia. Georgia lost in the championship game. This this argument is about FSU not getting in over Alabama or Texas. So, why do I personally believe, is aside from the ratings, aside from them not being a top tier team, sorry. Why I think above all things, this has everything to do with it right here. For those of you that are wondering, here you go. So this is just a little food for thought. Did you know that this past summer, FSU went to JP Morgan giant bank, right? Morgan Chase, JP Morgan, whatever, right? To secure $120 million in funds. Now, you might be asking, why did FSU want to secure $120 million in funds? Well, let me tell you why. Did you know also that incidentally, that is the same amount of money needed to buy out one's contract out of the ACC. Back in 1992, FSU had the opportunity to join the SEC. Now, if you're an if you're an FSU fan, you might remember this. If you're a Florida Gator fan, you definitely remember this. Um, but opted out for the ACC because according to one Mr. Bobby Bowden, the road, this is his words, the road to the national championship is easier through the ACC versus the SEC. Why? Because according to Bobby Bowden, in the SEC, all the teams there are too good year in and year out. They're just going to beat each other up. His words. Not that every single team in the SEC dominates, but every single year you've got half of that league in the top 25. How many teams from the ACC are consistently in the conversation? One or two, maybe three. How many teams in the Big Ten are constantly in the conversation? Two, I mean, legitimately, two every year, right? 
How many teams in the Big 12 are constantly in the conversation? Two. Oh, and by the way, those two are going to the SEC. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, now, I am not a betting man, but I'd be willing to bet that come next football season, we don't hear a lot of talk about FSU leaving the ACC. Now, where they go is unknown. Um, I will say this about that. If any more teams join the SEC or the Big Ten, there'll no longer be a need for the NCAA. Because you're literally going to be broken down. There's not going to be a Power 5 team uh, conference. There's not going to be Power 5. You're going to have the SEC with like 16 fucking teams that 10 of those are dominant teams. 10. You're going to have the Big 10. It's not even the Big 10. It's the Big 18 that you're going to have probably 7 or 8 of those teams that are dominant. So of of your top 25 teams, the you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 of those are going to come from those two conferences. Now, if you're FSU or you're Oklahoma State or something like that and you're or Clemson even for that matter, and you're in the ACC and you're like, "We're undefeated." You're undefeated against two. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You're not going to get a chance to play a lot of SEC teams because they're going to be too busy kicking each other's ass. Now, that sucks for teams in the SEC because you might have a good you might have a good LSU team that's got three or four losses, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might have a good Florida Gator team, not I mean hopefully one day that'll happen soon again. But it has three or four losses, but they lost to Alabama and they lost to Texas and they <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like uh but in closing, uh I my personal opinion is this I think it's about money, I think it's about greed, I think it's about numbers, and I think in the grand scheme of things, the the NCAA pissed off at Florida State. I think that when it comes to TV revenue, and most of those games are going to be on ESPN or ABC. And I think you probably have a situation where they might have had a hand in some of this. And I'm not saying anything's crooked or anything's whatever, but I think when you look at it, you sit there and look at these ratings I just read you, and you had 17 million people watch the Alabama-Georgia game. How many people would watch FSU-Alabama? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but as a as a Florida Gator fan, I can tell you one thing that is uh, for sure, and this is all I have to say about Florida State and their troubles and trials and tribulations. Why? Because fuck them, that's why. That's it. <laughs> so... That's my take on the whole situation with the college football playoff system. Um, I think I gave you some pretty good insights that most of you probably <clears throat> didn't know, don't know. And um, 
when it comes down to it, much like everything else that we deal with in our life, it's uh, it's all about money, and it's it sucks. It sucks for the kids. Next year, maybe maybe it'll be different. You'll have twelve teams, and it'll be more like uh like the college basketball situation. You'll have uh, I don't know how I don't know how exactly they're going to break it down because there's no longer a Power Five conferences, but they'll probably take the winner of the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, probably the the other smaller conferences. Uh, you'll probably take all of those champions. So you're talking, you know, six or whatever teams, six seven teams. Then you'll have your at-larges. You'll have, like, if, say, Alabama wins the SEC and Georgia's right there, you'll probably have a Georgia. You know, FSU won the ACC, so they would be in. Uh, Texas would be, like, if you base it on the records this year, you would have, you know, your 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 six that we know of, right? You'd have Michigan, Washington, um, and the rest of them. No. Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, right? Then I don't know the exact placements and numbers but you would have like an old miss and you'd have um i don't know i don't remember the, the rankings off the top of my head so i'm sorry oklahoma maybe and so on and so forth but you're still going to have multiple teams from the same same conferences you, you, acc you probably only have florida state right sec you probably have like three two three four teams in there the big 12 you're probably going to have like two teams the big 10 you probably have like michigan and ohio state and you see what I'm saying? The Big 12, you'd probably have Oregon and Washington. and So that that's where your comparisons fall. But we'll find out next year. Florida State, if you want to prove anything, prove it on the field, beat the shit out of Georgia, then make your arguments. If you guys get mud stomped by Georgia, it is what it is. And I don't want to hear shit about anybody sitting out and seniors doing this and that. That's whatever. That's part of the game. So, that is all I have for you today, and you're welcome. So, with that being said, guys, please make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you share this with your friends. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you give us a rating, preferably a five-star. If you want to leave a review, I will read it on the air. Um, And you can also leave that on Podbeam. If you're listening to this on Podbeam, you can leave a review. And... Follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, the website is Don't Tread America.com. From all of those entities and the podcast app, you can check out the DTOM store. You got a couple weeks. Christmas is rolling up. Free shipping, guys. Free shipping. And uh, like I said, orders take about a week. So you got a couple weeks here still before Christmas. Check it out. You just be doing me a big favor, helping me out with the show and with funding and so on and so forth and with that being said guys today is tuesday december 5th 2023 and i will be back on december 7th a day that will live in infinity interesting i have to talk about that you guys have a great day and i'll talk to you again thursday